trying to do everything it takes to build a business by yourself is almost impossible. That's why today on part four of our special series on what I'd do if I had to start over, we're going to talk about building an all-star team. See, one of the things uh, that I've always thought as I look back is I waited too long to start building a team. And to help me break down exactly what it takes to build a team, I've brought on my business partner, best friend, and almost next door neighbor, Mr. Nick Ponte. He's the co-founder of my other company, Offline Sharks. And he was the driving force behind us being able to build the amazing team we have, not only at Offline Sharks, but he's also built an amazing team for his digital agency. And the best part is, we did it all without having to put a bunch of money out of our pocket. So sit back, grab a drink, enjoy this episode, building an all-star team with Nick Ponte on What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people just like you and me can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha. My name's Tom Gaddis and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast, Mr. Nick Ponte, my uh, best friend, business partner, and pretty much next door neighbor. Excited to have you here. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little awkward talking like this. To, I mean, we do this all the time, right? In our company, Offline Sharks, we're always on trainings, but never like yeah. this. Doesn't it? Doesn't it seem a little weird? Yeah, it is a little weird. <laughs> it's kind of it's it's long overdue, but it is a little weird too. Yeah. Well, listen, I have been super excited to have you on the show. I've kind of been biding my time, waiting for the right moment to bring you on to talk about some of the topics that I know you have such great insight on. And uh, what I've been doing over the past few episodes of this podcast is doing a series on what I'd do if I had to start over, right? Trying to maybe bring some uh, insight and advice, you know, based on what kind of what we've been through and what we've done uh, to help anyone who's at a spot where they're kind of at that beginning point, right? Starting over. And one of the things I know you and I have both talked about that we waited way too long to do was to start building a team. And you are, as far as I'm concerned, the master at that. Cause you have, I mean, you've really like uh, built an amazing infrastructure, not just uh, in your own personal business, but also in the business that we have together off on sharks. So I thought we would talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great topic. And I think it's probably, and you know, we've mentioned it a lot discussing with each other, but probably one of the most important for all levels, right? All levels, because you can probably make six figures by yourself. You know, it's going to be tough, right? It's going to be tough, but you probably could. But when you get to six figures, the way you get to a million is definitely by having a team of some sort. So, you know, whether you, you get on that train early on, you're going to fast track your way to six figures. So whether you do it or not, I mean, whether you decide to, or you're ready to face the fear and, and give up control and do it. I mean, that's going to help you to really fast track your success to number one, getting to six figures, but going to, you know, to a million or 
crossing the chasm over to uh, 5 million as we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, before I, and you brought up some great points there that I want to dig into, but before we get into that, why don't you tell listeners who maybe aren't super familiar with what we do over at offline sharks. I know we have a lot of listeners that are, but maybe listeners that aren't super familiar with what we do with offline sharks, you know, uh, what you do, what you have going on and, uh, and, and what that looks like right now. Yeah. 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 It's a good question. And you know, it, it started back, I think, I don't know, around four years ago. And, uh, you know, both Tom and I, your, uh, your awesome host are digital agency owners right here on Maui. And, um, you know, we, we were getting clients on our own and we had a mutual friend who introduced us and we, we had kind of carried on that friendship over coffee and kind of strategizing on, you know, ways to get clients and do different things. And, um, you know, rather than see each other as competition, at some point we started to work on things together, right? Like Tom's got a great skill set. I have a different skill set. And we kind of combined forces to get clients together separately and together in our in our agencies, right? And um, you know, not long after doing that for a while, we we started to get some some good traction and get a bunch of clients, a bunch of projects under our belt. And uh, we were looking to get more information on how to grow and build our businesses because we, I mean, I was a, a mechanic, right? I used to work on cars for a living. Tom was a restaurant manager. So we were, we were uh, trudging the road that we had no idea how to go down. And so we did a lot of research and a lot of the meetings and the things that we used to say and, and talk about when we met up was about like, hey, I have this cool new idea, let's try this thing. Or this is how we can get somebody to pay us to build a website. Or I have this, you know, this strategy that I think will work. But that's oftentimes all it was, right? Like we find a strategy that we thought would work because some clown on the internet <laughs> probably, you know, put it out there and it had no intention of really, or, or no, let's say real world implementation, no way of actually you know, surviving the world of being put into play and seeing if it worked, but it was a great idea for a product to be sold online. And so Tom and I would, you know, regularly come up on these ideas and go to implement and be like, wait, this doesn't make sense. That's not going to work. That doesn't work. And so we decided to start putting our own information out there based off of what we actually were seeing within our agencies, right? What we were working on. And uh, that's kind of how Offline Shark started. You know, the information and the content and the strategies of everything that we do there are all based off of, you know, our, our continuing effort to grow digital agencies, get clients, build a lifestyle type business around not, not being restricted to where you're located or having to uh, have a boss, I guess you could say, you know. So that's really what Offline Sharks is all about. Yeah, well, and I think it, I think this all just came at the the perfect time to have you th on this episode because I know in your agency, Nick Ponty Marketing, nickponty.com, uh, you are currently in the process of building out your team even further to make the agency side of your, um, you know, operate more on its own and without such direct input from you. We've done that on Offline Sharks to a certain Point as well. We're also looking to expand that on that side uh, too. And, you know, building out that team, having that, that, that ability to not have to deal with kind of the day-to-day -day grind has allowed you to start pursuing some other interests too, right? Like real estate investing 
soon to be the next real estate tycoon. It would be pretty hard <laughs> to do that if you didn't have a team in place, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and yes, it has. I mean, it's interesting because once you get over the fear of, you know, you go from working in your mom's basement or wherever. I mean, I didn't work in my mom's basement, but I know a lot of freelancers, people looking to start a business, you know, they're usually doing something out of their house or their office. Cause that's what I did. I was out of my, my house, right. Out of my, you know, I had a living room at that point when I really decided to try to do this. And, um, at that point, you know, you, you figure out something that works for you and then you keep doing that one thing that works for you because you feel safe and secure in being able to, you know, make that happen, right? You're not going to always try all these things that you have no idea what works. So, um, you know, when you find those, that thing or those things that work, you eventually get to a place where, you know, you, you, you do it so well that you get overworked and you need to bring, bring in some help. And, um, you know, when you, when you get to that point and you, you give up the control, like I was saying, and, and you walk through that fear, cause I know it was for you and I, right. We were, we were pretty afraid to be able to bring somebody in because we heard people talking about outsourcing, right? We heard people talking about, um, I'll never forget. We were like driving around somewhere and we had gotten another website client. Like we had a few in a row, like three in a row over the course of a week. And we were like, how the hell are we going to build this? <laughs> you know? And, and we were talking, we're like, didn't you, didn't you hear about some guy in the Philippines or something that could have some people help him do, do those things. And that's when that discussion really started. And I think, you know, when you, when you finally get into that, then you, you, you enter this world of like, okay, this is possible. Like you start to, you just have a new lens when you're looking at building and growing your business. You start to be, you start to realize how, how help can really help you grow your business. Yeah. Well, and I think too, when you get over those initial, and it's not just the fears of giving up control. It's like, a lot of people have the fears of all the things that can go wrong. And then also too, when you think outsourcing, it's like, oh, what's the cost of that? Like, I don't have the money to spend for that. There are a couple of things that I think really tie into what you're talking about here. And that is, one is the fear of the cost. Like you really have to, you know, and this is when I get back to saying we waited too long to build a team because we never should have got to that point to where we thought, how are we going to build this site, right? Like, you know, one of the things that we teach people in our community right now is how to build a, a Rolodex of people that you can get to do things for you. And you don't have to hire them right out of the gate, right? So uh, especially when we're talking about agency stuff like you do with websites, like having somebody on speed dial, you know, that you can call up when you get a website client and they can do the work for you uh, really shortcuts the ability to build your team because now you can focus on your revenue producing activity, going out there, finding the business, and then bringing this person on to do it. And that was something that I never even considered before. Like, I don't know where, how you uh, figured out to do that, but I, I think it was you that figured out to do that. Like, Hey, we can have these people on, you know, basically on call and we could just start getting more business and they'll be there to do it. Um, but yeah. that was a big shift for us. Yeah. And I think it was by accident, really. You know, I think it was by accident, something that just happened in the process of like looking for, for some help on these projects that we had. I think, you know, 
I, I, or we ended up talking to hordes of people, right? Tons of people that were, you know, that had great communication skills in the beginning. And then they would just drop off the map and you'd never hear from them again. You have no idea where they're located. So they're just MIA, right? Uh, you know, people that had, um, not so good resumes, you know, or, or had a good portfolio, but no, no, uh, you know, bad communication, whatever it is, we ended up talking to tons of people and some of them good, some of them bad. But what I remember doing was like adding them as a friend on, on Skype or whatever way we were talking to them. And as we went through the process of getting more clients, I had a ro- I had this like Rolodex, right? Like people that I didn't necessarily hire, but we had reached out at some point to, to do some work, potentially to do some work or while we were in the process of hiring to do some work. And sometimes out of just sheer laziness, I would be like, you know what? Maybe I'll go hit that guy up that was kind of responsive, but not the best, but let's see where he's at now. And it just became clear that like, oh, you don't necessarily have to give somebody money to put them on your list of people that you could use to fulfill when you actually get a paying customer. Yeah. I mean, and that was such a, like, I mean, that was such a big mind shift for us. I talked about mind shifts in the first episode of the series and that was such a big mind shift for us. Like, Oh yeah, we can do this kind of arbitrage of these outsourcers and not have to outlay our own money to build this team. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. Now, when it comes to like, maybe if you're listening to this call and you're like, well, that's great, but I don't have an agency. Like I'm doing an online business. There are a couple of things with offline sharks that were uh, really like, I want to say it now, like they feel like they were life-changing at the time. And one of those was when we brought a person on to handle support. And so I, one of the things I would say, if you're listening to this and you have an online business and uh, you don't have a person to handle support, get one as fast as you possibly can, because it, <laughs> it like changes everything for you. Like, again, you're able to focus on your revenue producing activities while this person is dealing with support. And, you know, I know that particular, you know, hiring that particular person was big for us, but there are a couple things I wanted to talk about in terms of the people that we bring on and what we look for them. And that is, what would you say, Nick, because you kind of mentioned this earlier, you talked about responsiveness. What is the number one thing you're looking for when you're out there hiring somebody to help you? Like if you go to say a site like Upwork, you post a job, like what's the number one thing you're looking for, regardless of the position you're hiring for? I think it's, it, there's kind of a hierarchy, right? But it really starts with communication because when you're working from overseas or a distance, most of the time you're not, you're not hiring somebody in your hometown that's like next door. So you're going to have to rely completely based off of their ability to communicate how responsive they are and how they, you know, how active and, and how, how, 
how well they are able to take the information that you give them and react on it and do whatever it is that you give them to do or ask them to do. And so, you know, if they can't get that right, there's no point in even, and maybe I said that wrong. Like if, if they communicate differently than you, then there's no point in even going further, which are all the harder steps, right? Like just some basic form of like communication, interview process, check in with me tomorrow at this time. If somebody can do that, like let's go to step B, right? Or step C. Um, but you need to vet them in that way. And it all starts with the communication. Yeah, I'm glad you got that answer because I kind of, I didn't talk to you about that before we talked about it. And I was like, as I'm asking that question, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have told him what the answer is, but then you got it. So that's good. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's, that's good. funny. Yeah. You know, another, another thing about, you know, working with people, especially like we hire a lot of people via Upwork. There are other sites out there as well. You know, typically, you know, for various, you know, roles vary as far as pricing goes. If you've never worked with an outsourcer or anything like that before, you know, for us, typically it's between seven and, you know, maybe $15 an hour, uh, depending on what the person's doing. You know, sometimes web developers, like especially full stack developers, things like that are going to be a little on the higher end, but uh, mostly you're going to find yourself in that, in that range. And if you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, you know, what, what would I need an outsourcer for? Like I can handle all this, you know, and I know Nick, you're a, you're a handler of all this, right? Like you mm -hmm. pride yourself on being able to outwork the person next to you, the people around you, you know, showing up, doing all those things. Maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, one, what brought you to the point to be willing to kind of give that up? And then how, how has that decision bringing them in made you, um, you know, better at what you're doing or what you're trying to get accomplished? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it's pretty simple. I just had to come to terms with knowing, you know, I'm not one, especially when starting out, right. I had no background or experience in, in what we do. And I know that there are a lot of, way more intelligent people out there than me. <laughs> However, I have the work ethic of a madman, which has been able to like, you know, allow me to do some things that have uh, been pretty, pretty successful. But, um, you know, I think that if, if you, if you consider like what it takes to, um, do what you need to do to grow a successful business. You need to leverage other people's skill sets that are good at doing those things that you're not good at doing. And I think it's really important to just come to terms with that, right? Like you might think you're good at building websites, but are you really good at building websites? Are there better people out there at building websites? Probably you might want to hire them to do it because at some point the opportunity costs that you spend you know, when you grow, you're growing your business, people are coming in and it's taking you 10 hours to build these websites, but somebody out there that's way better at it than you could do it in four hours for $300. It just becomes clear that that is the route you should take. Um, so leveraging other people's skill sets, sticking to my skill sets, figuring out what I'm good at and doing what I'm, I'm good at and what I like to do and allowing the other people that are good at what they're good at doing that. And I think that you know, that's, that's super important. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, we have a, um, we have a program that we run through offline sharks where we take people 
that have that are looking to build a team and we walk them through our process and show them exactly step-by-step how to build a team. And by the end of that, you know, that six-week program, they have people in the Rolodex or maybe they've, a lot of people have even hired people to help them with things. And there, there's four questions that we talk about in that course about knowing when to bring on a team. The, the first one is, you know, asking yourself, what am I really good at? And that, that may seem like a weird question when you're looking to hire somebody, because you may think like, well, why do I need to know what I'm good at? Like, I'm going to hire them to do things I'm not good at. But that sometimes if you're first starting out and you've never worked with an outsourcer before, it's better to bring them on and, and teach them how to do the thing you're good at, right? And you teach them that one thing. And the reason being, because you know that thing inside and out because you're good at it, right? And so you can train them to do it in a, a really effective way. Now, at the end, you think, well, now I, I, you know, I have somebody that can do this thing I'm good at. Well, great. Now you've freed up your time to maybe focus on other areas that aren't moving the way you want in your business, right? So that's number one. The, the second question is, what is not getting done in my business that should be getting done in my business for whatever reason? It doesn't matter what the reason is. You got to, you know, you got to look at yourself and be honest about this. So what things that you should be doing that you're not doing, right? Those are good things to outsource people. The, uh, the third question is, uh, what do I hate doing? What do, what do, I, what do I hate doing, right? What do, what's the equivalent of like getting my wisdom teeth taken out my business that I just really don't like it? And then the, uh, the, oh, I forgot the fourth one the other day. I hope I can remember this one. The fourth one is, um, oh, what is the fourth one? I can't believe I can't think of it all of a sudden. Well, uh, I was just going to, while you think about that, I was just going to say that I think, you know, one and two kind of help each other out too, right? Because when you figure, when you're able to teach somebody the things that you're good at and you have a little mini clone of you, right? Because that's the important part. I always think to myself, I wish I could clone myself <laughs> to, to do the things that I'm doing all day that's taking my time to free me up to do what you said which is number two, shine some light on the areas of the business that need more help that could improve. So by doing those two things together, it really, I think they, they really work together. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree. I'm trying to find my notes here because I was like, I totally, I can't believe I spaced on that last one. Like I say it all the time, but I cannot find it. No worries. You know, the other, you know what, the other thing that is interesting about what we're talking about here is it's, it is super relevant and timely for where, you know, we, we are at in offline sharks, but I'm at in my agency because, you know, over the last few weeks, we've really been focusing down on building infrastructure and, 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 and mapping out the roles and responsibilities of our, our, our team you know, and, and who's on our team and, and the different departments and who does what, because we've been in this crazy explosive growth phase in both businesses where like, we just, we need somebody to help us, you know, uh, post on social media. So we just, we just hire, you know, everything's all over the place. Willy nilly, you call it, right? <laughs> yeah. Willy nilly. Willy nilly. Yep. And 
you know, if you just keep doing that all the time, you get to this place where even if you try to be very structured and have it like regimented, you're still going to get to this place eventually if you keep growing where you're just like in an explosion in a noodle factory. <laughs> and, and it, you know, it kind of at times has felt like that, you know, as we've gone through these crazy explosive growth phases and we've experienced the growing pains of having, you know, successful businesses. So I myself and Tom, I've been working on these things together and separately to identify these areas of, you know, friction points in our business that we're doing, or maybe other people are doing that maybe they need more help with. And I think a, a big piece for everybody listening that if you're experiencing that is to, you need to throw it out in front of you. You need to map all that out. And one of the, the best ways that I've discovered to help with that to start is really to build like a, a ideal org chart. Like, if you could have your ideal business, what would the organization of that business be? And I mean, like you have a CEO at the top, you know, operations works with the CEO. And then do you have a bunch of department managers for all of your, all your services or what does that look like? And giving all those departments clear defined expectations and ways to um, reach their key performance indicators and do well. So they know that they're doing well. And that way, it's much more clear to everybody involved because once you start getting to like a team of 10 to 20, it just becomes chaotic if nobody has that structure. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, I found, I found the fourth question. Okay. I bought you enough time. Thank God. <laughs> I didn't remember it. No, that was, I mean, that's all, I mean, that's like, you know, like we talk about a lot of times in the, you know, when you're talking about building a business and mindset, one of the things people say to do is like, imagine your ideal day. Well, I think what you're talking about there with the, with visualizing your ideal org chart, even when you don't have one, is that's that bringing that focus into where you want to go and helping you see how you're going to get there. I think it's super, super critical. But the the fourth question is, what should be getting done in my business, but I have no idea how to do it? <laughs> right? So those so the four things are, what am I good at, right? Uh, what... Uh, should be getting done. That's not getting done. What do I hate doing? And then, you know, what are the things in my business that I should be doing, but I don't know how to do bring in help for those. And remember when you're building a team and you're doing these things, it's an investment, right? And mm. as you start to grow your business and you may, you may not see this in the beginning, especially if you're bootstrapping and you're working with minimal cash flow, like you're going to feel like you need to do everything because you need to save the money. But the reality is doing all those little things is probably costing you more money than it's saving you. And that's why it's even more important to start to build a team. Uh, yeah. Nick, why don't you tell listeners where they can go to find out more about you, what you've got going on, what you're doing. I know you have an awesome YouTube channel. Yeah. You know, you know uh, what's funny is I was actually just thinking about shooting a video on the org chart that we created recently for the agency side, not for offline sharks, but for the agency side of things. So um, I'm either going to release that tomorrow or this weekend or the, the following week. But yeah, if you guys want more information on on how we're, you know, building and scaling and growing the business, you can check me out at nickponti.com slash YouTube. And um, yeah, I'm going I'm yeah, to make a video there about that as well. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Or you can head over to offline sharks.com as well. 
And, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier that we have a program, a six-week program, where we take people through helping them build a team. And we're actually getting ready to open up enrollment for that. So if you're listening to this episode uh, now, what, when, it's, when it's live, when it's first come out, you can head over to tomgaddis.com forward slash build hyphen a hyphen team. So tomgaddis.com forward slash build dash a dash team. And I'll also put that in the show notes of this episode, which you can find at tomgaddis.com. So you can go there. Uh, we'd love to have you in the class. Like it's been amazing to watch people go through that, build the teams and start to get that traction in their business that they deserve. Nick, it's been awesome having you on. Really appreciate you being here. Again, if you guys enjoyed this episode, me. yeah, do it anytime. I'm going to have you on more. We got more okay. topics you can drop the hammer on. So <laughs> I'm going to have you on more. But uh, yeah, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please uh, head over to wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a, a review, rate us, let us know. Uh, again, you can find all the show notes, all that stuff about this episode, all the links at tomgaddis.com. Everybody stay safe out there. I will see you next week for the final series and what I do if I had to start over again. Aloha, everybody. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.